Hi there, my name is Katherine Guidry and I am a New Orleans-based wedding photographer and I am thrilled to speak with you today as you prepare to up-level your wedding approach with your gear and how you're shooting. Before we dive in, if you're interested in downloading our free posing or pricing guide, be sure to visit the description. Now we're gonna talk all about the wedding ceremony, which I know can be very stressful because this is the time of the day where you feel a lot of pressure and you know that there are just no do-overs. So my first tip for you is gonna be that if this is your very first wedding ceremony ever, try to second shoot before you step into that. Even in my early years, I made the mistake of photographing my first ceremony without ever having done that for someone else as a second. And as a result, of course, I made some mistakes because I didn't know better. One of the mistakes that I made was not being at the altar wherein I should have been. I thought that things were gonna start on time, but as you'll note in today's episode that sometimes ceremonies start earlier than the slated time. And for that very first wedding, the grandmother walked down the aisle before I was ready. So that was a lesson I learned and that is one of the tips also uh, as a side note for today. But the first thing that you wanna do is try to second for someone else if you can even if it's just assisting holding bags so that you know what to do and what to expect at the wedding ceremony. All right, so when it comes to gear, truly there are so many options that you can take, so many things that you can do, but now after photographing for almost 15 years, I've really honed in on the gear that I absolutely need. So the first thing that you're gonna want is a dual card slot camera, meaning that it has two slots for you to put your card into. This one has a QXD card slot and an SD slot. So maybe you have two CF cards or two SD slots, whatever it is, you wanna be able to back up. And then in addition, make sure that in the actual camera settings, you are setting those cards, not as overflow, meaning when one fills up, it moves on to the other, but as identical backups so that if you lose one, you have the other. That is a huge safeguard. So right here, I have the Nikon Z6 II paired with the 24 to 70. To be honest, if I had one camera and one lens and somebody said you can only pick that one camera and one lens for a wedding day, what would you choose? And it would be this. I would feel confident knowing that I could photograph the entire day. I'd be a little far away potentially for church ceremonies to photograph with the 2470, but I would still pick this lens. This is the 24 to 70 f 2.8 S lens. So this is the new lens that goes with the mirrorless line. And so as a result, this lens is really fast and the fixed aperture of 2.8 allows me to really stop down in dark places. Is it as great as, you know, the 50 1.2 in terms of light and how much I can stop down in low light situations? Probably not. However, it does do the job and it's very fast. Having a zoom lens is really great for a ceremony. If it's an outdoor evening ceremony, you're gonna wanna make sure that either you're using video lights or an even easier solution would be a speed light. So this is actually an older Nikon speed light. This is the SB800. We have a few SB900s, but you just need one. Put it on your camera, you can move around, you can you know, set it to TTL or manually set your flash and it allows you to throw light onto your subjects and even as they're moving around, you're moving with them. So you're really able to control and know that things are gonna show up well. Anytime you have a speed light on top of your camera, it's never gonna be as pretty as if you remote 
off into a hand or you have an off-camera light altogether, but I do find just popping it on the camera to be very easy and it just makes me feel secure in knowing that things are gonna be bright and look really good. And also, I would recommend for ceremonies having some sort of zoom lens. So this is the Nikkor 70-200. This lens does have an adapter on it right now. So this adapter allows, this bottom part, allows the native lenses to be used with the new Nikon cameras. But I really love having the 70-200, especially for church weddings, because, you know, sometimes we haven't been allowed to go into the sanctuary or we have to stay off to the side or whatever the case may be, especially for these really strict venues. And so having that 70 to 200 allows us to get really good emotion during the vows, during the ring exchange and throughout the ceremony. So highly recommend. If you could only have one, again, good body, dual card slots and a zoom lens with a fixed aperture, but that's the gear that we use. My next tip is gonna to be to make sure that you are dressed appropriately. And you know, appropriately can vary in terms of who you're asking, it's very subjective. So what I mean by this is, I once had a second who showed up to photograph with me. I thought she was dressed very appropriately, very professionally. However, what she had on was sort of thin at the top where her shoulders were. And when we got to the church, the church coordinator did not want her to go into the ceremony space because her shoulders weren't covered. It was a very traditional ceremony. That church coordinator did make all of the bridesmaids wear shawls. And so in advance of the wedding ceremony and of the wedding day in general, you really wanna know a lot about what the expectations are for dress. What, you know, is the formality? Is it gonna be black tie? In which case you should probably wear a jacket or a really dressy dress if you're a female. Really become familiar with what you need to wear and dress appropriately for the ceremony specifically. Another tip to note for when you arrive to the venue. So this particular story that I'm gonna share is actually about the prep. We photographed a wedding at a venue where they did not allow female photographers in a certain part of the venue. And so kind of like with the, the dressing, it's also good to know if there are any restrictions against gender or whatever the case may be. And in that situation, I had two female shooters, me and my other photographer. And so we actually didn't get to get any prep photos of the groom. And so that was super disappointing for us. He was okay with it, but it would have been nice to know that in advance so that I would have hired a different second shooter so that we could have gotten that coverage or communicated to the client that we weren't gonna get that in advance because we didn't know that until the actual wedding day. When you arrive to photograph the ceremony, the first thing you wanna do is find the coordinator. So this isn't the planner, the planner who's been with you throughout the day. This is typically and often someone affiliated with the church, the venue, the ceremony space. When you find them, you wanna know if there are any restrictions, anything that you should know about where to place your gear, any places that you can or cannot go, stand, be, etc. That way, as you're prepping and mapping out where you're gonna be for the ceremony space, you aren't upsetting the coordinator in the process. It has happened to our team before that we had a coordinator actually stop us while we were taking pictures and you know, trying to speak with us while I was trying to focus on people walking down the aisle. And it was because I hadn't spoken with them in advance. And in that particular wedding, we were supposed to be seated in the church during the processional, you know, as everyone's walking down the aisle, which was new. I had never had that happen before, but had I sought her out and asked those questions in advance, I wouldn't have been as distracted and also potentially upsetting that venue during the time when I was supposed to be taking pictures. 
Another person you want to talk to in advance of the ceremony is the videographer. If there's a videographer that's going to be shooting with you that day, go to them, introduce yourself, especially if you hadn't been shooting together during the prep. Talk to them, make a game plan about where you're going to stand. If I could give you any tips, I would try to encourage the video team, if they're not a part of your team, to stand next to you during all parts of the ceremony so that you're not in each other's shots. This becomes especially important when the client is walking down the aisle during the recessional when they're exiting out. That way you're not in each other's cameras. When it comes to the ceremony, I usually stay, if it's a bride and groom, I usually stay on the bride's side at the front. If it's a same-sex wedding, then I just ask the coordinator, hey, what's going to happen for the processional? Who's going to be coming in? Where are they going to be coming in? And I try to position myself at the best angle possible, which if you're looking towards where they're going to be getting married is usually for me on the left side. So I'm on the left side when you're looking at the ceremony area. I say there at the very beginning, once the couple walks down the aisle or once they're at the front of the aisle, then I will go around to the back. I will shoot those overall photos from the ground level. If there's a choir loft, I'll go up to the choir loft and photograph from up there. And then I rush back down because I don't want to miss any parts of the ceremony. If I have a second, I'll usually position them at the front on the side and sort of have them stationary just so as not to be a distraction. Once the ceremony is in full, full swing, I'll go up uh, opposite of the second. So we're both kind of like at the front. If it's just me, then I'll sort of stay toward the back. Once the vows start, regardless of where the second is and regardless of where I was before, I usually try to be in the middle at the back. I feel like even though, you know, having the different angles from the sides are great, and if I have a second, I will get that, but I think if you can only choose one spot, that spot is gonna be in the middle, in the back. Sometimes your clients may actually have specific angle requests. So for example, you may have seen photos where the couple's getting married and the perspective is actually from the officiant side looking towards the guest. That's a really cool angle. It does involve the photographer getting behind the couple during the wedding ceremony. So it can be a little bit visually distracting in the moment, but it is a very cool shot. So if that's something that the couple wants or if they have any specific ideas about angles or you know positioning, try to get the information in advance of the ceremony. Unlike editing, you know, changing colors or cropping, positioning, angles, those are things that we cannot change after the fact. So you do wanna know that before you take the pictures. Personally, we do not stop people as they come up the aisle. This is something we get asked really often. If the church coordinator or the venue coordinator has them stop, that's fine. I'll just nod at them and they know to keep coming or I'll put my camera down because you'll notice if you keep your camera up, they keep waiting for you. So I'll put the camera down or nod at them. They'll keep walking, but I don't personally stop them. I think it can be a little bit distracting and then, you know, a little bit confusing because you can't actually speak during the ceremony. So I just let them naturally walk down. During the processional, when everyone's coming in, I will photograph all the bridesmaids, all the groomsmen, and of course the couple as they are coming down the aisle or standing at the aisle. However, after the ceremony's over and when they're processing out, I will only photograph the couple exiting. I do not linger and photograph everybody as they're walking out. The reason why is because typically immediately following the ceremony, they're either going straight out the doors into a really beautiful exit getaway car or maybe a band or a second line, or they're going to go 
process back up to the front and take pictures. And so I wanna be with them, present and available during that time and not lingering back to photograph everybody exiting out. I want you to keep in mind that during the ceremony, you want to get a variety of shots. Even if you're using a, say 50, like a prime for most of the ceremony, you still wanna get a wide angle shot of the, the venue. You wanna get a close up shot. So you're gonna be doing a lot of moving since it's a prime lens, but you always wanna to remember to get those different angles, vertical versus horizontal, wide versus tight, maybe one outside of the space versus in the space, so that you can offer that variety for your clients. If you're concerned, you know, maybe you're early on, you're a little nervous, you, you aren't sure that you're gonna miss anything, then tell your second to do that. Say, hey, look, your job is to get a ton of variety, like, go outside the space, come back in the space. I want you to go up, go down, left, right. Like let them have the liberty in movement if you feel nervous that you might miss something. Just a side note, if you are standing at the front of a ceremony, people will often assume that you're the planner or they'll just see you with the camera and, th and think, hey, you know, they know what's going on. When people come to you and they ask you things about where to sit or where to stand or where to go, just remember that you are the photographer and someone has already been appointed to answer those questions and you don't want to give them the wrong information. So just be very clear and say, oh, I am the photographer, but you can direct your question about that to so-and-so. I've definitely done that before where I gave information out of turn and then it turns out that the information that I gave wasn't correct. And so that is, again, another lesson that I have learned while photographing the ceremony. Okay, we have two more tips. So when you are photographing a wedding, especially nowadays, everyone's got a cell phone or an iPad or their own camera and they're trying to take pictures. Just remember that those guests, everyone who's there present in the room is either a family member or a friend. They've been invited by the couple. And so we actually had someone at one point that stood up in front of my camera as the couple was exiting and I did my best to work around them but was very limited of course in regards to what types of images I was able to get and how many. However, I made sure to treat that person with the utmost respect. I didn't tell them anything. I didn't physically, you know, tap them or anything. I think it's really important to remember that every person there is a friend or family member and you know, if it comes up as an issue, which it did in that particular situation, they know that person. It was, it was a friend and they were in that situation upset with them and not with me. However, if we do take that extra step and we do maybe say something or we're not kind, that can come back as a reflection on us. And so I would say to really keep that in mind, if you feel concerned that phones or cameras may be an issue, Talk to your couple about that in advance and ask them to make an announcement at the beginning of their ceremony through the officiant. And I find that really, really, really helps. And the last thing is gonna be that when the couple is exiting, you are often the first person that they see. You're gonna be the first person after they're married to greet them. So greet them with a warm congratulations before you rush into any follow-up to the ceremony activities like pictures or whatever it may be. So just remember that you are the first person that they see at the end of the aisle. So tell them congratulations, let them know that the ceremony went off without a hitch and then lead them into the next part of their day. I know that the ceremony can be very high pressure. I think the most important thing is gonna be, aside from getting the proper gear, is understanding the flow. So you know, knowing where you need to be when. And again, if you feel super concerned and, and you feel like 
you might miss something, just stand at the middle in the back. That is gonna be the view that 90% of the guests have anyway, and you can hire your second to float around and get those side shots. I do think as you continue to photograph ceremonies, you wanna take those liberties and understand the flow so that you can get a lot of different angles, especially if the wedding is a different culture than what you're accustomed to. You wanna know what's gonna be happening when so you don't miss anything. But I hope this was very helpful. Don't forget to subscribe if you're enjoying the content in this channel. I wish you the best in your photography. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.